Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. Friend, if you're anything like me, you didn't choose your spiritual awakening. It chose you. In 2015, I started hearing from my dad a month before I was told he had passed away. I worked with world-renowned healers to develop my gifts and piece together what was happening within me as I awakened spiritually. If you're listening to this podcast, friend, it's because your angels and loved ones in heaven led you here because you're awakening too. Now, as much as your egoic mind would like it to be all over quickly, awakening spiritually, it isn't an event. You cannot go to one course or event and expect to know all there is to know about your spiritual health. And friend, that's what this all boils down to. To awaken spiritually is to become spiritually healthy. Your spiritual health is just as important as your physical health and emotional health. In fact, your spiritual health is the foundation on which everything else in your life is built upon. Your purpose in this life, your relationships, communicating with the other side, the energy in which you move through each day with ease and joy, your outlook on life. It's all built upon your spiritual health. And if your spiritual health is wobbly, everything else in your life can feel wobbly too. To become spiritually healthy requires an investment of your time and energy. Just like your physical health requires your time to eat healthy and move your body, and your emotional health requires your time to meet with a counselor regularly, Your spiritual health requires a little bit of your time every day to learn skills and foundational principles that lead you to build a new world for yourself, a life filled with joy and peace, a life where you clearly understand why your soul is here and what you need to do to fulfill your purpose in this lifetime. And a life where you step into your power as a creator with confidence to manifest the relationships, abundance, freedom, and life that aligns with your soul. Now, you can absolutely spend years like I did trying to piece everything together by yourself. Or you can invest in your spiritual health by joining my angel membership program in which I've channeled 12 courses from the angels that walk you through every facet of your spiritual awakening. In 2022, my angel membership is focused on building community by connecting you with other women who want to talk about angels, signs, and communicating with the other side. A community of women who could become your lifelong friends. In addition, each month in 2022, there will be a new live workshop, two small group meetings, and a live healing circle. Friend, I want to help you step into your power as the soul God sent you here to be. But I can't help you unless I'm coaching you. And I can't coach you unless you're in my angel membership program. 
If you'd like to learn more, message me on Instagram or book a free call to get all of your questions answered. Book your call on my website, theangelmedium.com, under the Angel Membership tab. When you register for the Angel Membership this month, I'll enter you into a drawing to win a free session with me. And I should mention that right now, being an annual Angel member is the only thing that guarantees you the ability to book a paid session with me. Friends, this next year is going to be your best year yet. And I'm so excited for all the good that is coming your way. Stay tuned at the end of this podcast to hear how you can get the Angel Membership for just $800 for the entire year and a new meditation connecting you with messages from your loved ones in heaven. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host, Julie Jancis. And today we are here with Michelle, who has beautiful angel stories to share with us. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Yay, I'm so excited you're here. So I'm going to have you dive in and take it away. I know that you have multiple angel stories, and I'm so excited to get to hear them. Okay, well, the main one I wanted to share today, and I'm so excited to share, is an angel story, which I've treasured since I was a very young child. Um, The story is about an angel visitation my great-great-grandmother Almira had in the year 1875. My grandfather had also heard the story many times, and he interviewed Almira in the year 1929 to write it down. And um, so I've read it countless times over the year and years, and I'm so grateful that he took the time to do that because I've gathered so much strength from it over the years. And I'm excited to share it with everyone today. I'm going to refer to it because I just want to honor his words and, and what he saw. So um, he granddaddy wrote that Almira was a frail little lady with dark brown eyes, which I also have. So I love that. <laughs> and long straight hair that had once been coal black. She was soft spoken and gentle. And this angel story was something very personal and sacred to her. But I feel really good about sharing it today because I know everybody loves angel stories. <laughs> Um, Almira married my great-great-grandfather, Michael, when he was 23 and she was 18. They uh, settled in Spanish Fork, Utah, and they had their first daughter named Almira Jane the following year. Next came a son, Michael Clarence, but he died a few months later. So there was a lot of sorrow in their life at that time. And uh, my granddaddy said, however, their hearts turned to hopes for happiness when they found out that they were going to be having another child the following year. They lived in a small adobe house with only two rooms. So one room was the bedroom, one room was the kitchen and the living room. And wood was the only fuel that they could have. So Michael often went on trips to a nearby canyon to cut down trees. It was on one of those trips that uh, my great-great-grandfather injured his back and his kidneys while trying to lift a log onto a wagon. There were no hospital facilities at that time, and of course, very little was known what to do to actually help him. So he endured great pain and suffering for several weeks, and then he died. His wife, Almira Jane, would give birth to their third child, my uh, my great-grandfather, that same month when she was only 22 years old. Uh, I might get emotional. I'm 
look, this part of the story just is so hard. But after Michael's death, Elmira's life entered a period of great suffering and sorrow. She was shocked and inconsolable. Her heart was broken. She had buried an infant child the, the year before, and now she had to bury her beloved husband. She had a three-year-old daughter to care for and another child soon to be born. The blackness of despair engulfed her. Her tears knew no end. Here she was in a primitive pioneer village where life was hard, even at best. Poverty was everywhere. Even the meager necessities of life were earned at the price of great effort and continuous work. How was she going to care for her children? She had no means of support. More than that, she felt so alone. All the joy and promise of life, it seemed, had been snatched away from her. Her faith was shaken. How could she bear it? How did she, she didn't even know if she wanted to continue to live. The funeral and burial took place and the time grew nearer for the birth of another child. She, there's a direct quote from her. She said, sadness and misery will surely be the companion all the days of my life. So that's how she felt in that dark, dark moment. So after the funeral, she prepared the evening meal for herself and her daughter, Jane. Almira was mostly silent and listened to the chatter of little Jane and she washed the dishes and put them away. And after that, she looked around the room. She made sure the door was latched. It was the only door to the house. The walls were freshly whitewashed and she thought about how she and Michael had whitewashed the walls together. Wherever she looked, there was something that reminded her of Michael. He had made the table at which she sat. He had made the chair, the cupboard where the dishes were the small bed where Jane had slept. Um, it was just inside the kitchen near the door to the bedroom. Um, they put it there so she could be warm by the stove at night. They didn't want her to be cold in those bitter winter months. After a while, she got Jane ready for bed and tucked her beneath the cover and kissed her goodnight. She would have gladly taken little Jane into her own bed, but she didn't want to distress her with the tears that were continually falling on her pillow. She knew this wouldn't help her daughter who kept asking for her daddy. Then she went to the bedroom, put on her nightgown, said her prayers before the bed her husband had made and crawled into the straw tick and pulled up her covers. Soon she heard Jane breathing heavily and she knew she was asleep. Almira dreaded for night to come. She would toss and turn. She was unable to sleep. And this happened every night since her husband had died. She would you know, lie there thinking of him and scalding tears would wet the pillow. And she would be so sad because she'd think about their courtship and their marriage. And she obviously loved him very, very much. After tossing and turning, she finally fell asleep. And then a marvelous thing happened. She woke and there was Michael sitting on the bed at her side. She cried out and reached for him. It all seems so unusual and yet so natural. He was just as he had always been, smiling, friendly, lovely, loving. He calmed her fears and talked to her at great length. His words brought calmness, comfort, and understanding. He said he was engaged in an important and interesting work and that he was happy. He said he had been permitted to call on Almira because of her great sorrow. He told her that she would live many more years on this earth, that she would get remarried and have additional children but that when her time finally came, he would come to get her and that they could live together again. They talked together for what seemed like hours. Then he left the room going out the door through the kitchen where Jane was asleep. When Amira woke the next morning, she felt a peace and a contentment she hadn't known for so many days. 
As her mind reviewed the events of the night before, she couldn't quite believe it was real. As she dressed, she wondered, had she just imagined that Michael had visited her? Had she dreamed it or was it real? Somehow it didn't seem to matter. There was a new purpose to her life, a new dream in her heart. She was happy and peaceful as she prepared breakfast for herself and Jane. Then Jane awoke and came over to her mother. Daddy came to see me last night, she said. He bent over and kissed me and told me to be a good little girl. And then he walked out the door. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If you guys are watching on YouTube, because all <laughs> this is video recorded now and put on YouTube. I know. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's just such an amazing story. I love it so much. That's validation, right? Yes. Yes. They know how much work they're going to have to do on our egoic minds mm -hmm. to help us override the what ifs, the self-doubt, the questions that pop in our head. Is this real? Did this really happen? Yes. And that was what Elmira needed, that Jane saw him, too, in right. order to anchor into the faith that she needed to have of what he was telling her. Mine. <laughs> I know. I know. It's such a tender, special story. Oh. I, always, I always just think about how she must have felt Elmira in that those days following the funeral. She just, I can't imagine. Well, and I love that this happened because you love history. I can see behind you. So did you behind for those who are not watching on YouTube, Michelle has a um, poster, like a yellow poster board, and she's got her ancestors pictures up and then she's got little post-it notes next to it. So as you're going through the healing, your inner child course, is that for that? And you're like writing things down. Yes, that's wow. my homework. And I, I'm lucky that my mom and dad are big genealogists. And I'm lucky that I have these pictures, I know. But it just, I'm such a visual person. And it just really helped me as I was going through, especially like the great grandparents to like, be able to look at their faces. And um, yeah, I wrote down the facts on the pink note. And then um, also, I did notice that there was a, um, a thread, there were a lot of uh, people who lost a parent. Um, and so I, I felt like that was just a common trauma. So I put like the blue line for those people. And then the yellow notes are when I did the automatic writing and just the thoughts that came through for that. So it's kind of like a work in progress, but it's been very, very amazing your class. So. Oh, thank you. So I love that this is the oldest story we've ever told on the podcast. It <laughs> happened in 1875 and it and it was passed down and passed down. And what your angels are saying and your spirit team is that it was passed down because it's a story of faith for the entire family. And these powerful stories of faith, it's interesting. A lot of people who's listening, their angels are saying right now um, that their egoic minds say, to them, why don't I get a story like this, right? Why doesn't everybody have one of these? And it's because we're able to anchor into faith through other people's stories. And so um, 
your spirit team is saying that your entire family and friends surrounding you have been able to anchor into faith based on this story. Um, I'm wondering to spirit saying to ask you this question, what information has come through as you've gone through the course from Elmira, because there's a very strong connection of her looking out for you from the other side. Yeah, I just feel like um, she has been with me and I draw on her strength. I always think um, of her as such a strong woman and especially uh, just going through this uh, pandemic and the quarantine, it's just been hard for me mentally. So I just feel her uh, DNA in me saying, you know, you're strong. You have all these strong women behind you you know, sort of a, as a cheerleader for me. Yeah, you've got this. Yes. Yeah, a hundred percent. So um, your your dad is on the other side because he's been through since we just got on the call and he keeps talking about the sisters. So you have sisters? Yes, yes, I have three sisters. Okay, and who's the baby? My sister, Nikki. Okay, are you close to her? Um, we were very close, but we're not as close right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so there's something there that he kind of wants to go into. And so I'm not going to make you go through that like live on a but. show. <laughs> I'll kind of talk to you about that a little bit offline. Okay. Um, but he knows and he's kind of trying to bring some reconciliation, which is interesting because as we're going through this, um, we're kind of in the middle point for the Healing Your Inner Child course. And now we're we've done like the light. Uh, light and airy and now Uh we're kind of getting into like the meat of it and the bulk of it and this is where we start to see a lot of times vibrations that either other people held or we held ourselves um, Mm -hmm. where stuff happens in life right and um we don't always stop to see the perspectives of everything that happened. So I just want you to know that he's asking you with your sister to kind of make her part of this and looking at that piece as well. Um, He comes in like holding your cheeks, like on your face and just bringing you in for the deepest hug. I feel like you and him had a very strong bond your entire life and that his passing was very, very um, hard because of the huge heart connection that's between you. But he really embraces you and says how proud he is. He said, Julie, what you don't understand is how hard my daughter works at everything. Like I feel (laughs) like there's some people who put 90% or 80% into things. He's like, she puts 110% into everything that she does. And so he knows your heart and he knows, you know, um, he's tying this to how hard you can be on yourself and almost kind of wondering how the other side and your spirit team sees you sometimes he says and um wondering like am i doing enough and he's like would you tell her there's nothing else that she could do she does everything um so he's very very proud of you now do you have the daughter 
Yes. I have two daughters. Mm -hmm. Okay. Was he, um, I feel like he was really close to both of them, but that his personality was maybe more like, is that the younger one? Probably, probably. Yes. Okay. What, what is she doing? Where is she at right now in life? Um, she is a single mom and she has a son and I help out a lot with him and I have a super strong connection with him. And she seems to have turned a corner lately. Like uh, she started a job that she really likes and she just seems in a much better space. Yeah. Cause I don't want this to come off the right, the wrong way. Um, he's there for all of your kids, but that um, sometimes when like, what's the saying that they say sometimes like when your house is on fire, you know, you just go there to put out the fire. And I feel like he's had more energy maybe surrounding her to help her through. Um, but that uh, he said, when you said turn a corner, he said, and it's going to stay that way. And he said, her life is so much more beautiful than she can even realize it's going to be. Um And he said, your job is to continue speaking words of faith into her so that she knows and she believes Um, because really that keeping the corner turned is about her anchoring into that deep faith, that strongness of Elmira and overriding her egoic mind. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Is there another... um, angel story that you had to share? Um, I was just going to say that my dad has been a really good teacher from the other side. Um, He's just sent me so many signs that his death was so hard for me, but I feel as close to him now as ever. And um, I guess one story that I'd love to share is I was uh, not too long ago, pandemic, lots of time to think, going through just a hard time trying to make some decisions about different things. And my dad always, he didn't always, but he wrote quite a few letters and notes to me. Um, And I always saved them and I had them in a special box up in my closet. And, uh, but I hadn't been into the box for quite a while. And one day I walked into my closet and I saw something like sitting on top of my clothes, you know, the clothes that are on the hanger. And I was like, that is so strange. What is that? And I looked (laughs) over there and it was a note from my dad that he had written, you know, 20 years prior, but there was something in the note that was just like such great advice for that very moment. Like it was meant to be. And so those are the, the things that I just appreciate that my dad is still communicating to me in such a special way. And I guess that would be the thing that I feel like spirits telling me to share is that it's important to write things down. I know that in your class, you're really encouraging us to reach out to maybe elderly people and um, people who might have the family stories. And um, I just think, what if my grandfather had never written this story down? What a, what a, it's just made such a huge difference for me in my life. So I've started a little journal and it's just angel, like little, you know, sometimes just these little tiny things happen and you're, you're like those little God winks and you're like, 
And I don't think you will remember them if you don't write them down. So I've been trying really hard to do that. You know, and that's what Spirit's been saying lately is that you could actually look at a journal like that as something where you don't have to write a whole page. Just write what comes to you, even if it's a sentence or, hey, I got angel numbers today or I got this sign. Um, And it's really one of the best tools we can give ourselves to override that egoic mind. Because what then you can do is in your life, if your egoic mind is saying, oh, well, I haven't gotten those signs lately. You go to that journal and you go, oh, no, I have. (laughs) (laughs) Every day this week. (laughs) Um, Yes. Oh, no, I love that. And writing down the history, too, is so important because I know that in the course, we've only gone back three generations. Um, But there's so much that my family wrote down about ancestors who came over on the Mayflower and ancestors who worked with George Washington and ancestors who were activists that I have anchored into hugely since I was a little girl. And so, no, that's such a gift. You know, if it calls to you to be that person and take on that role in your family of historian, take that on and pass it down because it really is um, a gift for your future ancestors' spiritual journey and spiritual health that can help them immensely in their life. Right. I 100% agree. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. You had said something before, and I want you to elaborate on it for people who are listening, um, because I love this and I know what you're saying, but I love other people's takes on it. You're closer to your dad now, and he's on the other side than possibly ever before. And that took work on your part to learn to develop that relationship with him. What does that relationship with him, you here on earth, him on the other side entail? What does it look like to you? What does it feel like to you? And how did you get to that point with him? Yeah, um, I I don't know. I was really shocked when he passed away. It was um, he was it was just a sudden illness. And that first uh, year was just really hard for me. But um, he started off strong. He, uh, I had a, we had a phone line in our house, but we weren't, you know, landline and we weren't using it. Um, and in the mornings at like four in the morning, every, like every so often it would do like half of a ring. I just felt like it was his energy, you know, saying hi. And it happened for probably over six months. And I just kind of through that, sort of got a feel like he was still there. He had still had, you know, things to say to me. And um, then I just, you know, I would find pennies, but when he was on the earth, he loved, you know, 222 or 330, like he loved that. And so I've always like, whenever that happens and it happens so often, I'm like, hi, dad, you know, I'm so glad you're, you're thinking of me. And sometimes I try to think like what was happening right before then, like maybe there was, I was thinking about something. I've taught my grandson that as well. So now he knows that when that happens, he's like, hi, grandpa. Oh, you know, and, um, and then he just, I talked to him, like I, he was really good about calling me sometimes, you know, on the phone when he was on earth. And so when I go on my walks in the morning, a lot of times I just have this whole conversation in my mind with him. 
And um, I asked him um, not too long ago, I was going to have some, some, it's minor surgery, but for skin cancer on my nose. And he had a lot of skin cancer and a lot of surgery. And I'm, I'm just basically a wimp. So I was like, so worried about it. And it was like coming up on the next day. And I was walking by myself with my dog. And I said, dad, I just don't want to do this by myself. If I could just know that you're there for me, like while I'm there in that room, it would make me feel so much better. And it had been drizzling. I live in Arizona, hardly ever rains, but was sort of drizzling. And I like turned the corner and I looked in the sky and there was like a double rainbow. And I was like, you come in so strong for me. I just, I appreciate that so much. You know, oh, I love that. That's so beautiful. That's yeah. Amazing. So, I mean, I can tell the way he just came in strong for this meeting, like he comes in strong for me all the time as well. So oh, that's so gorgeous. Um, I know that you have had really great experience in the healing your inner child course. Tell people a little bit more about that, too, and your experience. Um, I love it. I would, uh, I would just recommend it so much. It's broken down in such a manageable way. And the thing that I love is that we get the videos from you and the guided meditations. And then you also taught us about automatic writing, which I had heard about, but I really hadn't ever tried. I just, I think I needed the guidance and I have just channeled so much really important, amazing information from all of these people. And I actually wrote it in my notebook. And then last night I was like, I should put it up here. And, and I hadn't read it for a while. And I was like, wow, that is, um, that's just so much amazing information that they shared with me. And, um, I just know, I know I've always known it, but now I can sort of feel the difference between them better. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like I have my spirituality has grown so much from this. And I think it is really important to look and see what could possibly be the trauma that's, you know, carried through your lines, mm -hmm. because not only do they have, you know, really strong, amazing stories, but they've also, you know, at least in my case, and I'm sure in everybody's cases, it's been a lot of heartbreak and, you know, just goes line through line and the thought of how much that impacted that person and then they had their child impact it just it carries through the vibration carries down from one person to another and for those who are, are listening or watching over here on youtube and are like what is this you're healing your inner child course so it's open once a year and we'll open it up again next year through um you get it with the angel membership, if you're in the angel membership too. Um, but what we're doing in this course is really the, what we're doing is two part. First, it is going through your ancestry to identify where inner child wounds have been passed down. But as you're doing this work, you really have this gift of getting to know all of your ancestors, getting to feel their vibration and how they come through to you from the other side. And so what you're really doing is getting a very full idea of who's on your spirit team and how they're working with you in your life. And then, um, you know, in this part of the, the course where it's a 12 week course, we dive into 
okay, now here's your inner child, meet your inner child, and here's how she's hurt, and here's how she's wounded, and here's the vibrations that you're holding that you might not realize that you're holding with other family members or friends or your children. And so it really kind of goes through um, a very whole uh, W-H-O-L-E view of healing wounds from the past, the present, and the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay. Michelle, you are just such a beautiful soul. Thank you so much for being here. Always love our time together. Um, yay. I uh, just thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Thank you for everything you do for us. I really appreciate it. Oh, of course. Thank you for listening and for being here. Friend, I'm going to explain to you how you can get the Angel Membership for only $800 for the entire year. But first, we have a few open slots in the upcoming Angel Reiki School for those who want to develop their ability to bring through messages from the other side. You can register for that on my website. Also, you can help support this podcast by purchasing my new book, also called Angels and Awakening. Leave a five-star positive review and I'll enter you into a drawing to win a free session with me. This month's winner is Jody H. Okay, so here's how you can get the angel membership for $800 for the whole year. When you refer two new people to register for the annual angel membership by February 2nd, I'm giving you an entire year of the angel membership for free, which saves you $1,200. That means three people receive an entire year of the angel membership for only $2,400. Here's where this gets fun. I know a few people who are splitting the savings with their friends so that each of the three people only pays $800 for the entire year of the angel membership. And if you break down the numbers, that's like only paying $67 a month, which is crazy. Now, a lot of people are going to ask me, Julie, can we have this offer but only pay monthly? The answer to that is no, because of the high administrative costs I incur when processing monthly transactions. But the exciting news is that when you pay for the entire year up front, you and two friends could have the entire year of the angel membership for only $800 each. When you do, you'll have immediate access to 11 previous courses, the new December 2021 course, Deepening Your Connection with Your Loved Ones in Heaven. The new January 2022 course of Manifestation and Co-Creation. You'll also get new live events almost every week, including workshops, group healings, small events with me, in which I give a lot of mini readings, and annual members, they're the only people who have access to book a paid session with me in 2022. Okay, here's the fine print. To get this offer, you must sign up by February 2nd, 2022, and your two friends who sign up must be new to the Angel Membership Program. You can't just find two people who have already been in the Angel Membership. These have to be two new people who've never been in the program before. To get this deal, have your two friends buy the Angel Membership Annual Plan for $1,200 each on my website and make sure that they list your name as the referral. 
Then email us the full names of both of your friends at juliejancis at gmail.com to let us know they've signed up. And what we'll do is go in and set up your free account. Then you can pay your two friends $400 each so that they save two. Again, this does not apply to those who pay monthly. And if you've already paid for your 2022 membership in full, but find two people to sign up, email us and we'll refund you. Want more info? Visit theangelmedium.com and go to the Angel Membership tab where you can book a call with my team and they'll answer all of your questions. Friend, I'm so excited to work with you all year long. All right. Are you ready to connect with your angels? Only continue listening if you're not driving or operating machinery. I want you to start by getting relaxed and I want you to start by taking a deep breath in and then a deep breath out. Let's do that one more time. Deep breath in. And then a deep breath out. I want you to feel a great love and peace surrounding you on all sides and moving through your physical body. With your imagination, I want you to see all of your loved ones in heaven. Oh, it's as if they're right in front of you, smiling at you. They reach out and they embrace you with a big group hug. And as they do, you feel an overwhelming, palpable sense of love. Your loved ones step back from this embrace in order to communicate loving, positive messages to you. I want you to see one of your loved ones stepping forward who will communicate these loving messages on behalf of the entire group. And what they want you to know is that today as you receive these messages, your inner child is standing to the left of you. Your higher self is standing to the right of you and they're both holding your hand. Your loved one on the other side who's speaking on behalf of all on your spirit team, they ask you to sit down with them in a place that feels loving and comforting to you, perhaps on a couch or a bench. And now you can see yourself sitting one-on-one just to you and your loved one. Know that everyone else didn't disappear. They're still there. It's just that you can no longer see them so that your energy is highly focused. Your attention is focused just on that one loved one in front of you. This loved one, they take your hand, they look into your eyes and you can just feel that their love for you, it overflows from their being. And they say to you, I am so, so proud of you. Your entire spirit team is so incredibly proud of you. 
We see that you're tired, exhausted even. And we want to take this time with you to not only replenish, refresh, rejuvenate your energy, but also take away your fears. They say there is so much fear that fills your mind, so much worry, stress that fills your physical body. Too much, they say. Your loved one in heaven says, this fear within you, it's not serving you. In fact, this fear within you is acting as an energetic dam. This fear within you keeps keeps you spinning in a cycle of anxiety, confusion, and self-doubt. And as you're swimming in this anxiety, confusion, and self-doubt, It keeps you from being bold and taking action on the big dreams that God placed within your heart. Big dreams that would lead you to an extraordinary life. Your loved ones say, your fear keeps you small. Your loved one in heaven looks at you and says, when your fears keep you small, your energy small, your space small. There is no room within you for your big dreams, for your soul's purpose. And over time, this fear pushes your big dreams and your purpose to the side, which can cause you to feel less like yourself. Your loved one in heaven says, we are proud of you no matter what you do, and we want the best for you, the best possible outcomes, and the best possible future. It's right around the corner for you. You've worked so hard, and you're almost there. Keep going. Your loved one in heaven says, your job is to make space for your dreams. Your job is to talk back to the fears within your head so your fears cannot push your dreams away. Your job is to daydream more, imagine more, research more and pray to God until you hear what loving, positive step you are to take next in your path. Then your job is to take that leap. I'm going to repeat that last line because that is so important. Your loved ones in heaven say, your job is to take that leap with faith. Your entire spirit team, including all of your loved ones in heaven and all of your angels, they step forward and they ask you to look within your heart at all of the potential that is already within you. As you peer within your heart, it's like Alice in Wonderland, looking down a tunnel only to see a huge world inside of it. Beautiful soul, your potential is infinite unlimited 
your soul is tapped into God's limitless well of knowledge, strength, and your spirit team's message to you is this. There's nothing you can't do, period. Your spirit team says what matters more is what you want to do. Perhaps you just want to take a break this next year to reset, to spend time with your family. Awesome! Do that! Perhaps there's a dream within you that you're ready to take action on and you feel this is your year. Awesome! Do that. Perhaps you don't know exactly what you want, in which case your spirit team says, we've got you and we're going to help you figure this out. Friend, your spirit team looks at you and says 2022 is going to be your best year yet, but they need you to believe that's true. And for those of you who are grieving the loss of a loved one, I'm so sorry for the pain you are going through. I need you to know that your loved ones just stopped me, knelt down by you, lifted your chin and whispered, I need you to believe that your greatest years are ahead of you. For me, please believe this is true. For all of you, your guardian angel has the biggest smile on their face. They're showing me images of all the good that is coming to you in 2022. And they're grinning ear to ear with excitement for you. Your guardian angel just whispered in your ear, all of the images you're seeing now in this meditation and all the images that flicker into your mind in the coming weeks, they're from me. I'm showing you all of the good that is to come in 2022. You're not making this up within your head. What your guardian angel says is that what they're showing you is the positive, loving future that awaits you. Your guardian angel says, take what I'm showing you and build upon it. Build a bigger daydream off the nuggets of information I'm showing you. Friend, that's part of how co-creation and manifestation work. Our December course teaches you how to deepen your connection with your loved ones in heaven. And our January course teaches you how to manifest, or better yet, co-create the life your soul came here to live. You can sign up for these courses individually or get them right away when you sign up for the Angel Membership Annual Plan. To close out this meditation, please see all of your angels and all of your loved ones in heaven coming in to give you a big, huge hug. As they do, they fill your entire body with an overflowing, radiant love. They say, use this love to fuel you. Know how just very proud of you we are. And be very, very, very excited about all that's to come in 2022. Friends, I love you. They love you. Open up your heart to all of the blessings they're bringing into your life right now.